Network presents The Interviews with Lorenzo Melcher. Thank you for downloading the episode of The Interviews with Lorenzo. I am Lorenzo. With me today, my friend, former assistant coach, Steve Winsler. Steve, how's it going, man? Good. How are you today? I'm all right. Um, so we started off, you're the first person to do our, I guess I would just call it Papa Shop basketball game. And the last person at the way I did it today. So <laughs> you, you scored 17. <laughs> it's going to be a new thing now. So whenever someone comes on the podcast, we're going to start off with that and keep a running tally. And anybody who's been on the podcast, feel free to stop by and you can add your score on there. Uh, <laughs> as long as I outshoot so Matt, that's all I care about. <laughs> um, so one thing I, when, when you agreed to come on, I always thought it was... It made me laugh so much when you told me you left for school and then your parents also left the state. Yeah, I think so, the, the moving truck was packed before I even walked the stage. Yeah, so how do you how I'll, how does that make you feel? Or it's just like, hey, uh, there's no home for you to come back to. Yeah, so I mean, I've been. My mom was here for the last, and it, for those of you who don't know, um, where we're filming the podcast right now is literally in the backyard of the home where I grew up. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were really close. I mean, what a neighbor over. Yeah. Um. And then one of my sisters, because I have an older sister, she went to college, started doing her own thing, and then it was my turn, and then uh, my parents actually decided they were going to move to Florida. Uh, my dad's got some nerve conditions, and the winter's just kind of brutal on oh, him yeah, here. Yeah. Um, and we used to live in New York. I was really young, so I don't really remember it. But uh, Where the, at in New York? Uh, Watertown, New York. So if you know where New York City is, go about 200 miles north and uh, to where nobody else lives but cows, and that's where our house was. That's where my that's where Andrew's family is from. They're from Albion, New York, which is upstate upstate by yeah, bu- I mean, Buffalo. Yeah, we got yeah. the amount of snow that I see pictures from. It's it's absolutely yeah. crazy up there. <laughs> but our neighbors were dairy farmers, and that's about what's up there. It's, yeah. just, it's very it's very dairy farmish yeah. um, up there. And they actually moved to Florida, too. Oh. So we would go down and visit them. Well, the house came up for sale that was next door neighbors to them. So my parents said, hey, why not? You know, oh, we nice. want to move anyways. So they bought that house. Um, little backstory on that. We went down there on New Year's Eve one year. And, you know, New Year's Eve in Florida, there's no snow, whatever. So me and my buddy went out and got a bunch of fireworks because you can launch fireworks <laughs> off in uh, Florida whenever you want. You could do anything in Florida. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we lit the firework off, and uh, actually, it was one of those cake, like mortar cakes. So oh was yeah. Like, I mean, there were big fireworks, but there was a lot of them. Well, it tipped over, right? <laughs> it shot the shot the front lights out of this house, and uh, lo and behold, I had to go over there and fix it the next day. But two years later, my parents bought that house. Wow. But, yeah. So shot the lights out of it before they even owned it. And they just left. <laughs> yeah. That's. I was wild when you first told me that. I couldn't believe it because even now, so. So you're here visiting. Who are you visiting here? So my grandparents live over in Three Meadows, and okay. my sister's up in Adrian. So oh, just kind of okay, okay. fly into Detroit and see who I can see when I'm here. And then yeah. usually uh, I'm lucky enough I drive a car back. Yeah. So where are you at right now? Right now I'm in O'Fallon, Illinois. Yeah. Um, the only person that's going to know where that is is actually uh, Paul Verzell. <laughs> His family's actually from there. Uh, weird. Um, but it's right outside St. Louis. What are you doing out there now? I am, I work in finance. Um in cars, actually. Okay. So uh, a lot of people say, hey, what do, what do you do then? I'm the last person you see before you walk out with the new keys. I do okay. all the loan paperwork, all the extended coverage stuff um, down there at a Michigan-based company, actually, yeah. Sarah Honda of O'Fallon. Name drop. <laughs> um, and I told you I was bringing some for your listeners. If you guys buy a car from us and drop the uh, Nerdball podcast name, we will pay your first payment up to $500. Nice. See, now that's now that's on you. you got to share this thing. Yep. Go to Sarah Honda Express, and we'll deliver it right to your driveway. You don't even have to go into a dealership. Just oh, tell wow. us what you want. Nice. So you, you like working there? Oh uh, yeah, I like what I'm doing. Um, yeah. The area is kind of rough, but yeah. uh, where I live is a nice neighborhood. But East St. Louis is four minutes down the road and highest murder capital in the world. But oh, really? I, <laughs> I feel like I feel like a lot of people say that about their different cities. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. There's a lot of people murdered at the city. It's different. I grew up in Perrysburg my whole life. Yeah. I mean, you could ride your bike anywhere you wanted to. Didn't have to worry about. I mean, the cops may stop you. Mm-hmm. And I ask you why you're clowning around in a parking lot at 3 a.m. But <laughs> other than that, I mean, you are free to do what you want. We didn't really have to worry about anything here. Yeah. Yeah, so that's so, kind of different. <laughs> I carry yeah. a gun everywhere I go. <laughs> so when you decided, like, um, did someone ask for this opportunity? Like, hey, I got this opportunity. You want to go out to Illinois? Yeah. So actually, uh, I mean, I'm not going to name drop or anything, but it actually came from a parent that I knew. Yeah. Um, was involved, obviously, in sports with you for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, hey, we got this opportunity blooming. Um, I think you'll do good at the job. Um, so I went home, researched what the job was because I had no idea what it was. <laughs> And uh, I was young. I did the medical stuff before this. Um, I saw where that kind of led. I saw that the older people in the, um, I guess, career field, yeah. um, divorced, unhappy, and um, were always struggling for money. Oh, okay. Um, and 
My she just hand. didn't want to go down that road. Right. Like, I knew what I was making. I knew kind of what was going on. And it's not the lifestyle I wanted to live, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really have anything to lose. I mean, obviously, I had to give up coaching. But other than that, I had to worry about me. And uh, so far, it's worked out. I've actually, I actually, I love what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, and I work a little bit less hours. That's so always that's always good. good. Yeah. And we're closed on holidays. So <laughs> I don't have to go to work on uh, holidays anymore. I remember when we were coached the uh, freshman team, sometimes you'd work thirds and then have to come to two a days and <laughs> be there for another six hours. Oh, yeah. It was honest. I don't <laughs> I know. couldn't imagine. Doing and that's that when day. people say they're tired. Like, you don't know what tired <laughs> is. I'd go to football practice, not sleep a wink during the night, and then come back and be hey, peachy in the morning. And you. You more than anyone I've ever noticed is like I could never tell that you were tired or had worked sixteen hours and not slept or whatever. You're just let's go, let's do yeah. what we got to do. Let's do it. But I think that's part of like loving to coach football. I would imagine. Oh, I I love coaching. Um, that first day of two days when I knew you guys were out there this year, um, it popped up on my Facebook that you were there or something oh, like yeah. that, and I'm like, I should really be out there on that field right now. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, coaching uh, doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> Um, as much as we'd love it to, but yeah. uh, I, I do miss it a lot. Um, I yeah. followed you guys, watched film, just kind of a spectator at this point. Um, yeah. But I definitely, when you guys would group text and stuff, I'm like, man, I do miss <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> just messing with you and Matt every day. It's, it's uh, like you said, it, it's something I love to do. And I had, uh, there's several times, um, at least two that I can count, that I remember where I turned down other opportunities because I wouldn't be able to coach. Right. And we're in a spot where I or I can turn down turn down like jobs that might pay a little more. We're we're you know we're fortunate to I don't need money. If we needed to have money, then I wouldn't be coaching. But we're in a good spot, and it's uh, unfortunate for you. That's just something you had to give up. Right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you saw me at the last banquet. Uh, everybody yeah. think knows that I I bawled my eyes out like a little girl. <laughs> um, I mean, I got into coaching right out of high school. I did a year at Akron, got my degree, um, took a year on top of each other. And bam, I was coaching seventh grade football with yeah. you the next year. Yeah. So, I mean, I did it. You've been in what six years? Uh, I've been with Perrysburg. Uh, what was it? Two, two years or no? Two years of seventh grade. This is this. I just finished my seventh year. So yeah, so yeah. I've I've done it for six years because I didn't do your first year with you. Yeah. Um. But man, what a ride it's been. It, it's fun, and and I've you know we've climbed up several different levels and every time even you know they think like coaching junior high football but it's fun especially because and even freshman football we do what we're what the varsity does kind of for the most part as long as it's the same but then we get to do our own thing and you got to experience that because you got to be the head coach for a year right and it's fun to like try different things and i did that with a jv team too like we do what we're supposed to do but might try different things here or there. Right. You when you finally get control, you're like, hey, you know what? Yeah. Like last year, tight end screen. That was not in the playbook, but it it, uh, it ended up to being what we needed. Yeah, um, and you go with what what kind of players you have. Right. You know? That's the hardest part of our freshman football. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, on mm-hmm. my first year with you, we were there was nobody in the state that probably could beat us. Um, I mean, we were good. Yeah. Um, and then the next year I turn around, I should have another good class. Then varsity still some players, and yeah. I think. I mean, we took a lot of injuries, and it's that's a, that's a hard part. You got to keep the kids together. Um, you know, hey, I want you to go on to play your sophomore year. Yeah. I know this year isn't how we're gonna. I didn't expect to go whatever we went. I don't even remember our record. Yeah. Didn't expect to go that. I didn't expect to lose a game. You know me. I hate losing. Yeah. Um. So it was building for them, and it was building for me. Hey, you guys got this bad taste in your mouth now. Um. Hopefully, you still had fun. I always try to make sure because as a freshman coach, you're you're trying to keep as many kids in the program as possible. Yes. Yeah. Um. But you gotta, you gotta. Hey, next year's your sophomore year. You're moving on from this. Uh, things are gonna change. You're playing with three classes instead of one. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, half the team doesn't get injured. <laughs> and that's always a big part. And that's gotta be a hard transition for them too, from seventh grade to eighth grade freshman, and then your sophomore year is, I think, a big year because you you are no longer the top guys. Right. Because as a freshman, as all those other grades, that you're the only team in that grade. So you guys are the guys. Now you're a sophomore, and you get yelled at because you're not jumping in on Scott's team. You know? <laughs> I always say, you can edit this out. Matt will probably yell at me. I always said, even for me personally, I don't know how it was for you because um, I played at Perrysburg, but I always said sophomore year is going to be your worst year in football. It's going to yeah. be the year that you hate the most. Um, you're on scout team. You're getting ran over by dudes that were bigger than you. Yeah. Um, and then you get JV on Saturday, which is nice. Um, my JV football is backyard football with referees yeah um we kind of i mean everybody pieces it together at the end of the day nobody really has jv practice we're trying to get reps on kids um and then you're like oh man i did all that for a 10 o'clock game on a saturday with (laughs) hundreds of tens of fans in the (laughs) in the stands um but i actually i love jv i had a good coach um for jv and he's kind of one that always i want to be like that guy Um, yeah 
Of course, he was kind of crazy sometimes, but <laughs> so were you though. Yeah, exactly. You coached me. You know, I was always that nice, temperamented coach that didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's why you were good at, at calling a defense. Yeah, and you were super aggressive. That's something I would like. Even when I coached seventh grade defense, I just I didn't like being aggressive because I was I want to be conservative. I was concerned if if we blitz this side, well, what, what happens if we go to the other side? And you didn't care. Don't and care. That's good. How many blitzes can we send? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, are we allowed to send all eleven yeah. players? I mean, you're looking at a freshman quarterback. I mean, how, how well does he really know how to read you? Not everyone's got Drew Sims on their <laughs> on their freshman team. Uh, so, have you looked into at all, like trying to coach around where you're at? Um, or have you made con- any contacts? I haven't. Um, in Illinois, they shut down all sports. I think they're playing football in the spring. Mm. Um, they're kind of. I mean, it's just the way the state's kind of ran. Yeah. Um, they weren't as lucky as us, so they're gonna play in the spring and. Just my schedule right now wouldn't really work out with it, um, and I always I don't want to be that coach that's not there for everything. Yeah, I don't want to be the Thursday night coach that comes and eats team dinner and doesn't <laughs> really do much. Um, so if I was gonna do something, even if I would do something, I'd be behind the scenes, like hey, I'd break down film for you or something like that. I can do yeah. it my own time. Oh yeah, okay. Um, just because I don't want to be. I never thought as the coaches that would show up that hey yeah they're they're gonna be on our staff this year blah 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 and then be there on Thursdays or anything like that. Yeah. Um, you're not you're not invested with the key can't really mm. I can't come and yell at you or try to correct you. Yeah, if you're not there all the time, what exactly. kind of do you have? Yeah, it's it's hard because one, you don't really know the kids. You're just yelling at positions at that point. And yeah. then that kid, I will I mean, I was a punk when I was in high school. I, I'm that co- okay, you're here two hours this week. Shut your mouth, move along. <laughs> but I mean that's kind of what it is. I don't want to be there. Like if we're gonna win or lose, we're gonna do it all together. Yeah. I'm, I'll yeah. put in the thousands of hours with you. Yeah. Um and if I can't do that, I don't really want to be a part of it mm-hmm. um i do love the sport i love following perrysburg i still talk to my players before but it's like time to do your own thing yeah um, i've done it yeah you know you, you talked about film and that's one thing i really got into is using huddle more mm-hmm. this year and we actually got huddle sideline which is amazing i don't um i don't know if you know anything about that but it uh basically our our filmer Films the game and it whatever clip he just got done taking comes right to the sideline. Oh, that's can, awesome! You can see it on iPads, and so I had to set that up every game because there's like you have to set up different. Uh, it's its own Wi-Fi and set all these things up and stuff. But it's uh, it was pretty sweet, and I was I got into more like you doing more of what Huddle can do for you. Right. I mean, that's a great pro. I mean, I, what my first year with you, I said, hey, we're watching film. I will track what these kids watch. Yeah, yeah. We were the only freshman team, one coming in with headsets, yeah, two headsets. coming in with a film crew. <laughs> hey, if we were going to do it, we're going to do it. I hate losing, and if it can give me an advantage, uh, I'm in it. The headsets, at first, I'm like, man, this is kind of crazy. But then, like, as soon as we started using them, I'm like, man, I'm glad we have these, especially because – uh, Drew Sims was up in the box. Yeah, for us. oh, and especially when you get someone to get up in the box. <laughs> yeah, because like you can't see everything on the field. Yeah, and then that I wasn't tethered to you, giving signals and stuff like that. So it just it it works. Yeah. Um, I like to pace the sideline. I don't like sitting in the same spot. Um, <laughs> quite animated, you might say, but I think it works. Yeah, and we yeah. were lucky enough to be one of those schools that one could afford to get varsity new headsets, and one, I mean, Matt gave us, hey, here's your headsets, use them what you want to. <laughs> That was awesome. My head coach, I would have never asked for those. Oh, uh, for sure. As soon as I heard they were getting new ones, I'm like, yeah, we're using those. I mean, my when I was the head coach of freshman, we used them at practice sometimes. Just oh, did ha- you? Hey, I can, I'll, you know the script, but I, I know what I want to see against it. Yeah. Um. So it worked out, and they were nice. It wasn't like they were like hand me downs. Oh, correct. You guys, yeah. I mean, they were nice. Yeah. Varsity used them for what ten years? For a while, yeah. <laughs> but I, I was looking more into because I, I had to like call huddle and they helped me set it up and everything and then i was on the website the, i don't know if you've seen the basketball one you can set it up and it doesn't need a person filming yeah it, tracks it follows it. the yeah. ball it's so crazy i remember i called on that because i used to do a lot of the huddle stuff um mm-hmm. and i would call on that and they're like yeah you know we're trying to get it together for football well what's the cost of it? and they set a number and like two years i don't know what it is down to now but i'm like yeah i don't think i can go to matt or jacob and say hey i need a couple g's for this oh for it to, <laughs> to do the same thing as basketball follow it around yeah, yeah. Um, wow but then you're like hanging that thing on press box i mean i guess it works at home but we did have to with huddle sideline you have to put something on the glass it's uh-huh. a, it's like a wi-fi um that goes down to the other like a bridge it's called and then it shoots that to the sideline so there's things you had to hang on the glass um but it's our filmer mike did um he liked the ipad because it's a lot bigger mm-hmm. and you do everything on the ipad the only thing you do with the camera is move it all i'm saying is so. it, as simple as you can get it for mike 
he <laughs> he really liked it. He said he liked it a lot better than the than the uh, and and it immediately downloads the huddle. Right, you guys don't have, Matt like, doesn't have to stay till till midnight. No, he didn't have to do anything. The only thing he did was um, we brought the iPad back down because I think one of them, or no, one of them on the sideline was his. Mike's used his own, but uh, yeah, that's what was a good thing too. It just immediately went to huddle. I mean, it, you could watch film on the bus ride back. It's crazy how how technologically advanced football. I mean, even high school sports in general yeah. get. Yeah. I think we get parents get wrapped up in it more than I think the kids. Sometimes you got to remind yourself, like, hey, you use it for you used it for baseball too. Uh, no? uh, yeah, we did. How, um, it, how do you? How would you use it for that? So there is a baseball version of it. One, we put a lot of drills up like that. Oh, okay. Or what really works is you you can because you can slow mo guys, so you can take uh, them yes. swing in, and then you can slow mo like, hey, your hand should be higher here. You're dipping under the ball here, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. So we use it that we didn't. I didn't do it for video games. Um, Game Changer is what we used over there. Kind of just a baseball version of Huddle. Allows you electronic like log keeping and stuff like that. So oh, we were yeah. a big game changer. Like a scorebook. Yeah, yeah, and they do it like live too. Like you could like link into Perry oh, Baseball nice. okay. 2020 or whatever, and it would be live, and you would just watch it. Um, like little dots move around the screen. Oh, nice. But yeah, it was cool for people that. And Hall always pay, paid for like the premium version, so anybody could watch our games. So oh, it was pretty cool. cool. I mean, at all levels. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you you played football and baseball? Did did you do a winter sport? Uh junior jackets. Oh, did you? Yeah, basketball's not my thing. Um they <laughs> Seven, gave you, seventeen points on yeah, the they, they gave you uh, five fouls. I used all of them most of the time. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean I played junior jackets I think until like sixth or seventh grade. Okay. Um basketball was never really my thing. Yeah. I did, still I suck at it today. So <laughs> did you go to the games in high school? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You can find footage of me somewhere. I'll, I'll drop you the clip of me getting kicked out of a Division uh, One girls basketball game. <laughs> a uh, girls basketball game. Yeah. Is that, is that Lake? I got kicked out of that one. Just yelling too much? Yeah. I mean, I said some things that probably weren't supposed to be said. But, yeah, I mean, we were kind of that first wave at Perrysburg of having these big student sections. Like, I mean, we okay. had huge girls basketball sections. Um, we were ruthless, too. So. Yeah. And th- my senior year, I think we run, we won league in everything but boys soccer. Okay. I mean, we were good. I mean, as a state championship girls team, we yeah. made it far in football, um, and our basketball team was good. So I was, yeah, basketball wise, winter sports. I was the dude in the front row at at, at winter sports. Uh, did but, you eat goldfish? No, I did not eat goldfish. No? Uh, kind of sad to say that, but I did not eat goldfish. That's disgusting. <laughs> I don't care where the the thing started. I um, don't know where it started either. But for people who don't know, uh, it's Perrysburg mommy game, and for whatever reason, the seniors mostly eat goldfish at Dis- halftime or. I know too the game much about fish. That's or, disgusting. I, I, there was a kid when I was in high school. I think he ate like forty or fifty some. For and what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but that's just that's just what he did. Uh, and I don't know if they still do it or not. I'm not sure. Uh, I know we get complaints from PETA every year for it, but yeah. hey. I am I am interviewing next week. I'm interviewing a, another high school student, so I. How you get a name that. drop on my podcast? On your, <laughs> I didn't. I said a <laughs> high school student. <laughs> but yeah, no, I didn't so, eat goldfish. No. So, um, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. good? I yeah. flew in yesterday. Um, you know, I quarantined 14 days before that. I always wore a mask. Yeah. Um, but I like flying it during COVID. They don't book the middle seat. I don't, as yeah. long as I'm not sitting next to somebody, I don't care. My dad's my dad went to Texas uh, like a few months ago, and he said that's the safest he's felt is on an airplane. Yeah, it just, they didn't take temperatures and stuff like that though, and they haven't mm-hmm. the last couple months. I've flown quite a bit during COVID. Yeah, um, but they don't book the middle seat. I'm all in on that. Yeah. Nobody wants the middle seat anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and you and from St. Louis to Detroit, the plane's usually half full. Oh, okay. So. All right. Did you have uh? So do, would you normally would your parents normally be here? Or would you go to see them for holidays or no? Not So not we always went to my grandma's it. house. Like, my mom never cooked on holidays. No. Not a thing. Um, Like, Christmas, we'd always talk her into opening gifts early. So we'd be opening gifts on oh, the really? toys. Yeah, we love Christmas. I feel like you could talk to me uh, and do it anything. Uh, yeah, and most of, the time, we, most of the time, we weren't even at home um, for Christmas. Okay. We were always at Disney. I mean, every Christmas oh, yeah, I know, yeah, you yeah, should tell me. I'm yeah. always at Disney World on, on Christmas Day. Yeah. So the years we would stay here, we'd go to my grandma's. Thanksgiving would be at grandma's. Um, mm. So my mom didn't cook. No. I don't know if you want to see that. Does <laughs> she just not cook on a regular basis either? No, she. I mean, she cooks, but just it's not, not like she's not pulling out like trays. the big meals and stuff. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. She, right. I mean, she could probably, but she's not. She doesn't have to. We're more like go to Bob Evans, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my my dad. Uh, so my sister works at a hospital, and so we're kind of keeping like separate bubbles, and it's pretty bad at her hospital. So we didn't go over there, mm-hmm. 
And but my dad was pretty excited because he got to order the Bob Evans big feast. There you go. <laughs> he loves Bob Evans, and and he was excited. He goes, uh, "It's gonna it'll feed us for like two days." And the best thing is, there's no dishes to clean up on there. <laughs> you can just eat it right out of a plastic container. I bet you could DoorDash it now too. Probably, yeah, yeah. They, I know <laughs> that was one thing he was looking forward to. So, man, dad, you need to get out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> find joy in whatever you need to. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh. So travel was good. Dinner meal was good. Yeah, turkey was good. Got to see the new niece again. So it's always a good day when I get to see her. Um, Did you buy a video game for uh, Logan? No, not yet. I haven't seen Logan yet. Oh, no. So uh, I'm sure he always gets spoiled when I uh, come into town. <laughs> and Keith hates it, but I don't really care. <laughs> he, he's still he's still coaching, right? He was still coaching, I believe. Oh, you're gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> I, I think you were. I'm pretty sure I saw. No, nah, he he's not returning. Oh, he's not? For baseball, at least. I don't know what he's doing with football. Oh, okay. I'm not going to blow anything on that, but I, I really don't know anything about football. <laughs> I know he enjoys it, um, which is crazy. I mean, think about my first coaching experience was at Rossford. I met this dude, and from there on out, we just we were in it together. Yeah, like, it's crazy how people can make fast friends like that. Yeah. Even at, uh, I started at the Metro Parks, and I think the guy I do the Metro Parks podcast with, I met him like six weeks after I started, and then... Like a month after we met, we had this podcast just because you, you you just click with people, right? Yeah, you just they, they're on the same wavelength as you, and especially with coaching, uh-huh. you know that that's huge. It's, I think it's an understated thing of how um, connected you are as a staff and how much that benefits not only you guys but also the kids too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even when I coached with you, it was a hey, Stevens calling the defense, and you really didn't. I mean, what yeah. he got this week. I mean, Matt has always instilled that in me, and that's kind of how I coach too. Find the best assistance you can. And stay the bleep out of their way, yeah. And just let them coach what they know, yeah. Um, so that was always good. Like I had co- baseball hard. I mean, there's only really one contract for it. Um, so I would split my contract with Keith just because I like coaching with him. Yeah. He would do the hitting. I would do the lineups, all the admin stuff, and the um, defense. Mm-hmm. And we just had an agreement. Like, hey, if we're not hitting the day, you know, I'm gonna start asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it would get like that. Like he'd be like, yeah, I don't know what's going on, but most of the time it worked out. He was a great addition to the program. Um, but you got to listen to your assistant coaches. Yeah. Um, I, I asked Kriegel about that when I talked to him about, is that something he learned? Is that something he's always, he's always done as far as like just letting his, his coaches coach. And he said, I've, I've always felt that way because if you, you can't be, a, um, a, uh, micromanager. Yeah. Nobody time. wants a babysitter. I didn't, yeah. You, yeah. you didn't hire me to coach and then to babysit me. And, th- and that's what I felt my first year as a varsity coach. I thought, okay, he might spend a little more time down with me because I'm new and he didn't really he right. spent the same amount of time with me as he did anybody else I had more questions than anybody else but if I didn't have any questions he and he even said my before the summer started whatever drills you want to do figure you know you can do whatever yeah, drills figure you it want. out and, and he goes you'll know right away if it's a good drill or not the kids will let you know and that's it's nice to, to and they do let here. you know like, oh, they'll, yeah. they'll say hey coach this is a stupid what are we doing this for yeah yeah in <laughs> high school they don't care about your feelings anymore <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's there is a drill uh, I called it red light, green light for the receivers where I would say green light, they'd run. I'd say red light, they'd have to break down like they're going to cut mm-hmm. and then just do it over and over. And they hated that drill. But I did it mostly mostly as punishment because it is a lot of running. I go for sideline and sideline. But you're also doing like you're getting your hips low. You're trying to be prepared to cut and everything. But, man, did they hate that. You got to work mental toughness into everything. <laughs> it's like rolling when I used to make oh, the kids yeah. roll. When I first, when you brought that up the first time, I had no, I was like, what are you talking? I was like, literally rolling? He's like, yeah. And then I saw him do it. I was like, in my head, I go, and I'm sure the kids felt this way too. I was like, it, it's not, it can't be that hard. Yeah, that's and, what you think. And man, <laughs> is, it, is it awful. Yeah. For, I mean, for those of you who don't know, the, the kids take their shoulder pads off, everything, lay on the goal line, and then they got to roll down 100 yards to the next goal line, like log roll, um, which most of them can't. Rolling a straight line because it's hard to do, and then you, you end, end up, up getting going like two hundred yards. Yeah, you end up getting so dizzy, and then you got to jog back. And I actually stole it off a of last chance. You? I mean, oh, did you? There was like a his name was Roly. He was like four hundred pound lineman, toughest dude out there. He ended up playing with the Raiders, but he hated that. Oh, That's what they used as punishment. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, if that dude hates it, my kids are really gonna hate it. And I have to, <laughs> coach. How's this making us any better? It's not making you any better, but you forgot to clean up the locker room, so now there's a punishment to yeah. it. Um, so that's kind of what it. I, because they can, some of those kids, you know, you can run them. Connor Wallenzak, you could go out there and say, you're going to do 100 sprints today. Yeah. And he will do 100 sprints. That doesn't, he can run all day. He's a deer. He's a 16 year old <laughs> kid. Like, he can run all day. I need to find something that they don't like doing. Yeah. Um, That's why I, uh, coach, 
Sam Cotterman has the, I think it's, I always forget where it's like a backward jog for 50 yards. Then I don't know if it's a sprint. The 40, 60 hundreds. Some, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. No, Sam, cut I, that out. That's saw, brutal. And then that's over, and then a hundred yard bear crawl. Yeah, and then you of course because Sam was a wrestling coach when I was there, so of course all his wrestlers do a hundred yards. JP Newton down there just like, that's not even hard for him. Then you, you get your linemen that can't even hold themselves up. Yep. <laughs> but rolling, man, it didn't matter what shape you were in. No, and affected that, all equally. That is the most unique punishment I've ever seen. Yeah, I'd have people that ask me, hey, "What is that even doing? That's not making the kids any better." Well, neither is, I don't think, a lot of that. A lot of the punishment stuff isn't. I mean, what is that? That 40, 60, 100 isn't. You know, none of that right. is, that, but it's punishment. If you don't do it every day, it's not going to make you any better. Yeah. So it's just punishment at that point. <laughs> Correction. <laughs> so one one topic um, I talked to Garrett about, and you I told you I will walk off this Michigan show. Michigan <laughs> football. Um, I like I don't care either way. I'm not a Michigan fan. I'm not an Ohio State fan. It doesn't matter to me. My team just lost today, um, Texas. Yeah, Dicker the kicker. He's been good. He's won. I, I didn't even see it. Oh, you didn't. I, see- I, I I was podcasting at my other my, my job, and then I came home and I was getting stuff ready yeah, in here. Fifty-seven so yard it. field goal to tie it. You missed it. I saw it there. He had the distance. Three. He just pushed it left. Uh, um, but but Garrett. He was talking about all his teams that they're bad, and but that he still watches them. And he still likes it. Like, are do you, are you still at that point? Do you like Michigan? I don't know your Michigan fandom enough. Where where are you going to watch them, knowing they'll probably lose, or do you not care as much? Well, I grew up. I mean, I'm a Michigan man through and through. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I I have my whole closet's Michigan. Um, at the end of the day, but I do watch them every single time I record the game. Sometimes I got to work, so I'll check oh, in okay. on them. Um, and. The Michigan-Ohio State thing, it's always there. Um, so when I moved, I'm like, oh, sweet. I won't have to deal with any Ohio State fans. Like, <laughs> okay, Worst fans out there is Ohio let, State fans. Let, I'll go on record no, saying let, this. Uh, well, let me, I agree with you, <laughs> and I'm not a Michigan fan, but they are They are so just – and I have some that my uncle is really – like he's a big Ohio State fan. You wouldn't know it besides if you wear stuff. He never talks crap, never – like a good Ohio State fan. Right. But for the most part, they're insufferable. Insufferable, and I'm not even in Michigan. No, it's it's brutal, um, because they'll be they'll be looking at you every step of the way, saying what you're doing wrong, and then hey, violation. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. We just bought his mom a car. She didn't have a job. But besides, I'm not getting into that train. But yeah, Michigan voted no confidence. Um, I still watch him every week. I think uh, whatever said was whatever was said to Jim Harbaugh. Kind of wait, 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 wait. What's this no confidence thing? Vote no confidence. You know, like when you vote for a union rep, they vote either do you have confidence in them or not. So I'm voting no confidence. Oh, I want him out of there. Okay. Um, <laughs> he had six years. I was a huge Jimmy supporter up until about this year. Yeah. Um, and, I, man, I've been a Michigan fan my whole life. So I, I get my hopes up and then I get crushed, just like Garrett. Like he was talking yeah. about, hey, we'll work all the way till Saturday. I think we got a chance. And then <laughs> Michigan just lets us down. So, like, I kind of realized a pattern. I've watched them go to the the, the Final Four and a national championship in basketball, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I watch them all around. But there's always that thing in the back of my head, like, yo, this is such a Michigan thing to freaking blow this, um, which is funny because my – friend at work is a huge sports better yeah and the line at one point on michigan and uh, michigan state was like 2400 or something like that michigan was supposed to miles i said put 20 bucks on michigan state to beat michigan he goes no way i said it's the most michigan thing to do to lose to michigan state <laughs> we're at work or whatever because it was a it was a morning game or noon game and michigan ended up losing the owner of the store is a huge michigan fan so we're always talking well somehow it slipped that i told him to bet against michigan and he's like you're not a true michigan fan. i'm like i've been to more games than you have. like i live this stuff um well michigan state ends up beating michigan he cashes out 950 dollars, and he's like how did you know i said it's the most michigan thing ever to do like it just is lose the first game of the year to a new brand new coach no it's the second game of the year because oh, we, we crushed minnesota so uh, oh, milton okay. looked good i'm like oh we might have it this year typical michigan fan Second come out, game come out, you get absolutely, I mean, <laughs> it's embarrassing. But, hey, we still throw the maze on blue, maze and blue on the next day. and You have to, man. You can't. I'm so far into it, right? Everybody knows I'm a Michigan fan. I'm so far into it. There's no change in it at this point. Well, you would get you would get ridiculed if you're just like, oh, I like this team now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I get ridiculed every time Michigan loses. <laughs> every time. Like, I will not hear from people for 364 days. Ohio State beats Michigan that day, and I'm getting ridiculed by people. And I, I, I last year, I was like, I'm at the point like I have nothing to do with this team. Like I just root for them. Like I'm not on the headset calling plays for them. Like 
I get it. Take your dick and move along. But like two, three days later, they're still going to add. I'm like, dude, I'm done with this with you. Like you guys are one of the top four programs in the country. Uh, but I'm still taking Michigan uh, like 49, 48. Do they? Next week. <laughs> just calling it now. Do they? Is that when they play next week? Yeah, it's next week. I think. Oh, wow. It's the 12th, December 12th. Oh, okay. All right. Unless uh, Michigan gets COVID, which wouldn't be a bad situation. <laughs> do you, how was I going to say? Um, oh, if, if they, if they beat Ohio State, like you predicted, they win. When they beat Ohio State. Sorry. <laughs> um, Ohio State fans will still be like, yeah, but you guys lost the last 18 Exactly. Years, right? <laughs> 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 you guys have lost the last nine years. At least you beat us one year. Like, no, dude, shut up. Like, it's exactly. That's exactly what they're going to say, too. Well, uh, we beat you the last nine years. So. Uh, oh, my do God. they recruit well? I don't follow. Who? Michigan? Michigan. Um, Josh Gass recruited well last year. Their new OC who came from Alabama kind of started getting that Southern thing in. Um, I honestly think the problem with Michigan, they'll never be a top caliber top caliber team again um until they sell the academics out um they take very very good their alumni take very 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 high pride in the school i mean it was voted number one public university in the world this year yeah so they take pride in that with the the, i mean michigan hospital is top notch they take pride in that to where i don't think they'll ever sell out on the academics i know it sounds like an excuse but as far as like hey bring this guy in he's not he's not he's not gonna do well in school right we're gonna have to hold his hand and he might graduate right like those are the kids they're not trying to graduate d students okay type thing um that's just what i see i i think campbell's gonna be the next head coach if i could pick i would want sean mcveigh but i don't think they're gonna throw money at sean (laughs) mcveigh (laughs) i just want a young dude in there kind of get a groove and i mean we have jordan sponsor i mean we're the first team to be jordan sponsored i mean we had a good thing going Mm mm-hmm just the last 10 years has been brutal. Yeah. I mean, when I think back to the good old days, it was Chad Henney at quarterback, Mike Hart at running back. I mean, <laughs> shoelace was cool to watch. I mean, just oh, having yeah. a player yeah. on the field like that at any moment, even if the play, play breaks down, he could take it 90 yards and no one's going to touch him. Yeah. But I, every quarterback's the next Messiah at Michigan, and you want to buy into the hype all year long, like Milton, Milton, Milton. The dude can throw it a mile. He's an Uncle Rico. He can throw it over the mountain, but <laughs> he cannot, I don't know, can't read a play. I don't know if he's that, he just doesn't have the football mind or he's not getting the coaching. From what I see, I never blame coaches for a loss, but this season's on coaches. Yeah. I mean, you have four or five star recruits there. You should be playing with anybody. Jim Harbaugh doesn't yell at refs anymore, which is totally, I mean, they're supposed to get yelled at. It's like uh, giving up. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. referees, so you don't like yelling at refs, but um, no, I still do. I no, I got a, a, a unsportsmanlike this year. Did you really? JV game. Good for you. J- you and Drew Sims have something in common now, because you know I, who never was flagged for that. Me. I uh, that, that <laughs> boggles my mind because I got one once a year it, since since I started mm-hmm. coaching. I, I knew when to push year. that line, dude. I so I think it was uh, where were we? I, I can't remember where we were. But uh, I know it was an away game, and uh, oh, we we're at mommy. We we're smoking them, and and um, you decided to yell at the refs. You're up fifty four points. So I, it, <laughs> so one of one of our players, um, I don't know if they were he was getting into a fight or, or doing something, and all four refs like yelled at him mm-hmm. and told him to get off the field. And I let them know like, hey, you guys are grown men. Don't you just come to me? I'll take care of my players. And right. You all don't have to yell at them. And then, uh, like, a few plays later, the chain crew wasn't moving what it was supposed to be doing. And I turned to that same guy go, hey, you take care of your chain crew. I'll take care of my players. He got you for that one. No, no, no. So he he looked at me, and he goes, I heard what you said. I go, I know. That's the point. And then he threw the flag. So he, he gave me an out. Yeah, no, yeah. He was looking for the response, and you gave him the response. See, I knew when they were looking for responses and walked to the end of the field. No, I couldn't. I couldn't, man. I had to. It's yeah. That's the hard part when you got to set like, and that chain crew's been there. I think actually from the stadium's original opening. Yeah, if, yeah. I, if you guys were at mommy. Yeah, yeah. And the same chain crew's through seventh For grade. Forever. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same yeah. guys over there. <laughs> uh, it's a staple of mommy football. So I, I, uh, yeah, I did get one, but and I have continued my streak of getting one since I started in seventh grade. That's fine. I mean, one, I one a year. I, I think if anybody rips referees, anybody on that staff would probably be me, and I don't really I get them. Yeah. I just hate. I don't. I hate when you don't know the rules. That's all I ask. Know yeah. the rules, and if I'm wrong, tell me the rule. But I'm probably not. Um, that, that, when I was an official, I would always like. I would talk to any of the coaches as long as they, they, they asked like, "Hey, if they talked like a like a human being, if they yelled at me, then I wouldn't respond to them at all." Right. And so I do that at first. Man, if 
Friday nights, they those officials I feel like give more leeway to varsity coaches because sometimes, <laughs> man, we lay oh, into them. Yeah, lay. How was that with a quiet stadium? Because they'd have me on huddle, oh, y'all, my referees. <laughs> One time we were playing, we were at home. And a kid didn't have his mouth guard in for the other team. It was dangling. And mm-hmm. me, me, I forget who that. Oh, Coach Sims. We we're both yelling like, he doesn't have his mouthpiece in. It's not in. It's not in. Because you're supposed to pull it, right. blow, blow the play dead. And it's a penalty. And he let the play go, let the play go. And then afterward, I'm like, he still doesn't have his mouthpiece <laughs> in. That's a, see, and that's a, that's those are the calls that irritate me. Because at the end of the day, what is the five yard penalty going to do for you? It might push you over that limit, but. Yeah. You're working at kids' safety, and that's the number one thing I think, um, especially at Perrysburg. We got our lovely Perrysburg parents, which yeah. I, I mean, I love them all. It's a great community to grow up into, but uh, we tend to be pretty vocal, um, which is cool with me. I'm a vocal coach, <laughs> um, but I think there's always that separation. Like, hey, you know, these are 16 year old kids, 18 year old mm-hmm. kids. Um, at the end of the day, I always would tell my kids that said they didn't want to play football anymore, go find something that you want to be happy at. I always, I always tell kids that. Um, you don't have to play football. Of yep. course, I would love for you to play football. Um, I learned things in football and would give my left arm, I think we all would, to go back and, hey, let's just suit up in the pads one more time mm-hmm. with our boys. Um, they're, eight, they're 16, 18-year-old kids, and you know we had a kid that didn't come back um, this year to play for you guys. Yeah. Who's, I, was, I mean, I got him in sixth grade uh, or seventh grade and then again in freshman, and we just become – you know, I was a young guy, so everyone I was like them. Yeah. Um, but I still keep in contact with those guys, and he was like, you know, I didn't want to tell you because I was gonna be, you know, I thought you were gonna be disappointed in me. You know, if you don't want to play, I, I'm always gonna try to talk you into playing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I want you to be happy. Um, if it is another sport you enjoy more, then go play that sport. If you don't just find any joy in the sport anymore, then you shouldn't play. Don't yeah. play for anybody else but yourself. Um, and he was like, man, that's that's better than I thought you were gonna react. Um. That's what I told him too, because I I talked to that same kid. I call, the kid's got I talent, D one talent. Yeah, but. and that's what's crazy. Like like coaches would even talk like he could easily play Division one football somewhere, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what's a little frustrating too. But but you're right. If let's say he did play and he wasn't happy, so so what's going to change from from him not being happy now? If he decided to play in college, he still wouldn't be happy about right. it, right? You know, it's, it is frustrating because you see the talent. Yeah, and you don't like if I hey, if I like, and I always told my players like I never. Um, up myself, I guess. Like if they would ask me, "Hey, did you play in high school?" Co-? Yeah, I played. Um, yeah. I started a couple games, but I was no, I was no all star. Yeah. Um, so I always got kind of like, "Hey, it was always tough for me to understand." Um, I took longer. Like when I played linebacker, like I'd have to look at it a couple times. Okay. Um, they say yeah. like, "Hey, how to read?" Like, "Hey, just read the guard." First off, I got to figure out who the guard is. <laughs> Second off, then I got to figure out how to read them. And then you get caught up in the backfield. So, like, I always understood with those kids, and I always taught linebackers most of the time. Um, so I would take, hey, this is what they mean by this. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, just being a young dude and, and being not so far removed from it yeah, helped me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I got energy to go for days. So <laughs> that's how they always look at that, too. Like, um, if, they're, if they want to be out here, you know they they want to spend their time out here. The coach, meaning the coaches, right? And then then they might say, well, you know, they're happy out here. I want to be just as happy, and I want to be into it and all that. You know, as these old guys are. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but you can't always. It's never more important than the kids. Don't make. If I would have gone undefeated, today, it would have been great. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I hope those guys grow up to find something they like and raise happy families and and have have all the wealth in the world. Um, and I told the same kid that we were talking about. You know, high school football matters to um, people that are stuck in high school or um, you won a state championship. I said, hey, in two, three years, you can look back on those guys and say, hey, man, it was cool what we did. Like, I still get together with JP. I was like, hey, it was cool what we did. Um, I stayed in a little bit longer because I was coaching this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, um, nobody cares what your record was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have it? Did you have the opportunity? Did you have the experience? Um, until you run over a kid across the street um, that went to Anthony Wayne, then, hey, <laughs> we put you in the dirt every single year. That's um, that's what the fun part, because when I was in high school, we were we were good junior year, and we were horrible my senior year. But we still have memories and funny things that absolutely. happen. The and, stuff that happens in the locker room that yeah. someone will bring out, you're like, yeah, nobody else <laughs> saw that. That happened on a Tuesday afternoon, but that's one of your, your favorite there's memories. There's like 20 dudes that were in there that saw something, right. you know. Yeah, and that's that's the part that I don't want kids to miss out on on football. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've talked to you many a times. There's kids that want to be on the football team, and there's kids that want to play football. Yeah. Hey, if you just want to be on the football team, wear that jersey to school on Fridays, absolutely come yeah. out, man. Just let me know because I don't want to be pushing, 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 pushing you for something that you don't want. That's what I learned from Brandon, the coach, when we were seventh yeah, grade. Yeah, absolutely. He, he brought, pulled kids aside and said, "I, if you just want to wear the jersey, like you said, 
then let me know, and then I won't yell at you. Yeah. But I'm happy to have you out here, and I'll put if you want to be out there for a play or two during the game, I'll put you out there. But let me know. Yeah. You know, but and absolutely. It's, and it's and those are the, you know they like football or maybe they even love football, but they don't want to they don't want to run a mile all the time knowing that there's going to be no like that no or they payoff. weren't they weren't blessed with the frame to do football. I mean, yeah. there's there's I've had some of the kids that were they were sixty pounds soaking wet love football more than the starting running back. Yeah. But at the end of the day, man. You just don't got the body for it, which is it's sad, but he loves it. But hey, you know, yeah, absolutely. Come with me with ideas. You know, we're gonna get you through it. We'll let you wear the jersey, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, be a part of it because I think you learn more in the off field stuff of football than you do for the three hours that you're on the field that yeah. night. Um, because between hey, those two a days, you know, it's 105 degrees or whatever. They've gotten lucky the last couple of years, and we've said that. Yeah, hey man, this is great weather for two days. Overcast, light mist, and 80 degrees. Right? Or when we're in July and I'm wearing long sleeve because I'm chilly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they, um, but stuff like that, uh, the Blitz program that we do a fantastic job with yeah. of selling the coupons and stuff like that was some of the funnest days. Or going to Waffle House after film on Saturdays type stuff. That's where you pick up the life lessons in football. Yeah. Um, yeah, you might get punched in the mouth um, on Friday night. Um, how do you respond to that? But it's the stuff throughout the week to tell you how to respond to it. Yeah, you can't go in there and do nothing and get punched in the mouth. And like Matt says, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. <laughs> um, which is awesome, man. I enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What do you think the the I was getting yelled at in there. It sounds like hey, at least it's not you. That's all that matters. <laughs> What do you think the the administration should look for in a, the next head coach? Oh Lord, put me on the spot. <laughs> um, I think you got to look um, the way sports is going. Um, it's all online now. I mean, other recruiting process and all that stuff. Social media type stuff. Yeah, it's starting to change a little bit. Um, Matt got the twelfth man. I mean, he had parents that got the twelfth man going. Yeah. Um, cooperated with them. I think to take the next level, you got to work with the parents. Um, unfortunately, it's not just drop your kids off at practice anymore and let the coach handle it. Um, because we have. Um, parents that uh, it's going in a new direction. It's well, a lot parents more. like to be involved. Yeah. Um, and, and and I know as as a parent, when I watch like Mateo play flag football, I'm not coaching. This is one of the first times I'm not coaching whatever he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I want to be out there, but knowing like, hey, just let the coach coach. Um, I'll be involved if he wants me to be involved. Absolutely. You know, and then, and then but parents like to be involved. And the more you involve them, the more they feel like they're part of it. And you want the community to feel part of it, right, too. Right, right. Exactly. I, I get that aspect of it, but sometimes it's time to just cut the umbilical cord, <laughs> um, hand them over to me at practice, let me run practice, um, and uh, get going on it. I'm sure that's not going to be a great um, ratings, but that's what it is. I mean, <laughs> and there'd be people that I, you'd have the conversations with, like, yeah, man, I understand you, um, but it's time for you just to be a dad. He's not missing a coach. Um, he's, oh. missing a, he's missing a dad right now. Yeah. Um, so just be a dad, support him. I don't, he doesn't need a list of things he did wrong um, after the game because I'm going to give him that the next morning at practice, mm-hmm. and then we're going to work on that. But that's the part. That's the hardest part, I think, for coaching. Just even at a young age, just like, he just needs a dad. Stop being a coach. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but for the next coach, back to the original question, the next coach at Perry, I think he it's uh, number one coaching job in Ohio. Really, it's going to be. There's, I'm. There's going to be a lot of people that apply for it. You have a great fan base. The students in it. The city lives football here. The stadium. The, the state. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what do we got? This is the biggest the jumbotron in the state of Ohio at a high school field. <laughs> like, facilities are gorgeous. You're, we're we're providing everything that we can for you. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's something in here, like a coach could come from any school and be like, yo, we need a swimming pool. Like, it's just like we, we yeah. have everything for you. Yeah. Um, I think he's got to come with a game plan. I don't think he can just be like, "Oh, sweet, I got the head coach job. Now let's figure this out." Yeah. Like, I think you need to, you need a game plan going to that interview because um, it's not you're not applying for Rutgers. Um, yeah. If we would break, I mean, Ray Pullman always said we're the Notre Dame of high school football. <laughs> we, we win games we're not supposed to, and people don't like us. <laughs> you can he quoted that. You can ask him. That's funny. But yeah, I think I don't know. I'm kind of excited. Um, but then yeah, I'm kind of it's a weird thing. Kind of eerie about it. Yeah. Because once Matt's gone. I'm out of the program. Like, I can't yeah. come stand on the sidelines, stuff like that. Like, that's the part that selfishly I'm like, because, you know, like, if I would walk into that, I could walk into that coach's room today and mm-hmm. I would be like, hey, man, what's up? What's going on? Hey, you know, good luck, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I won't be able to do that anymore <laughs> um, unless somebody within staff gets it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think the, the program's energized. He didn't leave it with a, um, a gutted out team. Mm-hmm. I mean, for gosh sakes, every day on Facebook, I feel like one of the players is getting named for something. 
Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's cool. Like I like like that's my team. Like yeah, I, I coached those kids when they were knee high to a grasshopper in seventh grade, and <laughs> lucky enough to get them in freshman year again. Yeah, and so that's really cool. I'm happy for Cade to find to get a scholarship to Division One. Oh, absolutely! That, he committed to Indy, and I was like, "Wow, nobody really." Nobody up until that point, yeah. And and Indy, yeah, he he liked it there. I think he he visited other smaller schools too, but he liked it there, and he was and they win. They're they're a good program. That's all that matters. And uh, and then then the, I think the very next day he committed. BG's like, "Oh, by the way." So this is what I think, I, I, and I don't know any of the backstory. I just I've been as far as removed from this situation as you can. But I think what happens is BG recruits people locally, like you said, he's gonna. But hey, we can get him on the cheap because they live ten minutes down the road. Oh. You know, they don't have to do housing. They don't have to. Well, Katie went and committed somewhere else, and BG said, "Wait, we actually really want you, man. <laughs> Come back on." I think I think that's kind of I don't I don't like I said I have no idea what really happened, but you know what's crazy is it, he was two or three inches taller. He could have went anywhere, anywhere. That, that that's what's crazy. The man plays harder than any. I, I mean, know. The, he do, digs people into the ground, and it's just <laughs> to to watch film and see that. I, I didn't watch a lot of film because I coached the JV team, and and some Saturdays I had to work too. But to watch film and to watch it with the other coaches, like it's because cause I don't I'm. I should say, like, not new to watching film, but I learn a lot by watching the other coaches watch film uh-huh. because I, it, it's kind of like an uh, an art to watching film or, or something you got to get experience at because it's not just you're just not watching a football game; you're watching a lot of things. And you right? got to you got to stop yourself from getting caught up in watching a football game because yeah. sometimes you're like two or three clips. And you're like, I'm just I'm not even looking at anybody. <laughs> but but to watch them and the, for them to point stuff out or to point Kate out and show certain things and or we'll te- we'll be texting go hey play sixty eight. Cade just threw this guy in the air or whatever, right. you know. And, and it's a run play it. the other direction. Yeah. Cade's got some poor soul <laughs> out of the him, hash marks. Putting, no, putting him through the end zone. Yeah, just, <laughs> he, he's a special kid and the nicest kid. You'd, I mean, even yeah. he was a running back for us in seventh grade. Can you imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> we used to hand the ball out to that dude. Nobody would oh, touch him. Man. Oh, that was funny. But, yeah. yeah. We still, we, I would always talk to uh, Ryan Musgrove too because he. Do you remember? Oh, greatest line of all time! Where he got called for targeting. Yeah. Targeting. I don't even know the guy. Yeah, that was <laughs> what, seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Ryan, they got you for targeting. I don't even know the guy, Coach. <laughs> and what do you say back to that? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, uh, I got you, man. <laughs> I got you. That was funny. Kids say the kids do say the darnest things. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I just got a uh, a text today from. That Kilbride's mom, and that he might get some playing time tomorrow. Really? Yeah, because uh, are they home? No, they're at they're at OU. What's that? A three hour road trip? Uh, almost four hours. Look, yeah, there's good bars down there. Let's just take a road trip. <laughs> We're on the street. I don't even know if we can get tickets for that though. They, they're only if anybody of, can hook us up with tickets, be Jen. <laughs> she is a saint in herself. But they, uh, yeah. So, so I'm gonna check that game out. It's gonna be on. Um, Noon tomorrow. It's That's on cool. ESPNU. Yeah, and yeah. I, I stay in contact with him too. Like, hey man, keep it up. Whatever you ever need anything. Yeah, it's crazy because normally when you go your freshman year, you're in dorms. You're kind of controlled in a dorm or whatever. He's in a house now. He had to live in a house yeah. with three other All dudes. Right. Baller on a budget. Over I'm there. like, man, you had to. I, I texted him. I was like, hey, if you need help with like, <laughs> I mean, because that's from from nothing. From from basically ha- you have everything to now you have nothing. Now his parents live close, but I told him like, hey, if you don't know how to cook, if you know how to pay bills or whatever, you know, because it's it's a big deal. It it's, is. It's, I mean, you went to from a kid to an adult pretty fast. Absolutely quick. You know? um, I mean, I, his parents didn't move to Florida, but right. <laughs> and I love her to death, but I'm sure she's dropping casseroles off at the house. Uh, she's the type of person she is. Yeah. Um, but it's, it is crazy like that from going nothing. You had everything provided for you to, Hey, you got to turn around and pay bills. Yeah. Um, and even I see that cause the way, what I do for work, I go through everybody's credit bureau. Like I oh, okay, see what's yeah. going on. And I think that's a one thing that's not taught in high school that should be, or at least have a conversation about your credit score, because there's some things that people do that you're like, man, it's going to take you a couple of years to get this off your record. Yeah. Um, and just cause they didn't know about, well, I didn't know I had to do that. Or even just. Something as simple as canceling a credit card. Don't do it. Hurt your credit. Yeah, yeah, don't just do let it. that puppy expire yeah. and don't even worry about let it. Let it charge know? off. Yeah, it's it's uh I mean we this is the second house we've owned and we just went through a refinance for our mortgage and, and going through all that stuff and it's uh it's crazy all the stuff that gets that affects that. Right. It's it's disgusting at the I mean, at the end of the day. I mean I see people with 
credit cards they don't even know about that their mom put their name when they're 18 years old, yeah. stuff like that. It's like, man, this is crazy. And they don't know anything. They don't know anything better. Like, oh, this is what I got. What can I do? Or even just to pay bills or just learning that stuff. Because I, when, when I first went to BG, I, uh, I filled out this paper and they gave me a $500 limit credit card and i filled it fill it out so i can get a, a t-shirt absolutely a t-shirt and here's a credit card that predatory can, lending that you can max out i did the same thing exactly i did the same <laughs> thing you know i got a cap one credit card balling on a budget i swiped that thing everywhere went out with friends bam then the bill comes due and you're like shoot i ain't got i, I think i bought an xbox and you immediately maxed it out absolutely <laughs> perfect but that's i that's i mean there's some people like my sister is 28 and she doesn't have a lot of credit stuff, you know, but I was building credit as soon as I was 18. Right. Now, once they let me get that Amex horrible, card. Be <laughs> <laughs> P. Diddy here soon. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, before we go, dro- uh, drop your name of your work and the deal that you can have there. Perfect. Sarah Honda O'Fallon. You're going to go to Sarah Honda Express or no, it's Sarah Express.com. Um, we have all brands anywhere from Kia to Porsche. Um, I work at the Honda store, but of course I will always do your paperwork and hook you up on anything you would like. New, used, pre-owned, certified. Um, we have a lot of stuff. We sell a lot of cars back here in Toledo because that's where the owner is from. So it'll just show up in your driveway after you uh, sign the paperwork. We'll have a driver or uh, put it on a truck out there to you. So, um, any, so anybody even around this area can mention a podcast and get a deal, get that deal. Absolutely, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's why that's why we did it um, for your listeners because okay. we want to keep tapping this market. Um, I'll drive it back personally if I could, um, but we're gonna do your first payment up to five hundred dollars. We'll pay for you. Um, and we can push your date. I think your first payment would even be in January, so you wouldn't pay that one. So you'd be looking at a new car payment in February. Oh, wow. So you could push it out, get you through the holiday seasons. Um, it's a great time to buy a car right now. Um, with everything going on in the market, their banks are still incentivizing stuff to get you to buy a car. So okay. low, low, low interest rates. Um, or, I mean, you can pay cash for it, but low, low, low interest rates. And drop the Nerdball podcast uh, to your salesman because it's going to be all online. Um, or say you know me, and I will uh, we'll figure it out from there. But we'll get you taken care of, and that's just for your listeners. I will. Well, thanks for that, and I will put the uh, website in the show notes too, so they can just click right on when they click on the show, they can click right on the perfect the website and go. And we have, I mean, the company, the Sarah organization is based out of Michigan. 1973, they had their first Chevy dealership up there, so they're oh. huge up in Michigan. So even if we just hey get a car off their lot and put it in your driveway nice let's do it all right man well thanks for coming out thanks for listening absolutely big time listener day one nice (laughs) all right man have a good one yeah you too take care (laughs) my guest steve winsler of sarahexpress.com hopefully somebody takes them up on an offer mention a podcast and they will pay your first car payment up to five hundred dollars this podcast is brought to you by real jp multimedia for all your audio visual needs visit realjp.com r-e-e-l-j-p.com Thanks for listening. See you next time.